The comments heard on The View from a Pew are those of Mac McCoy and are not necessarily the opinions of his guests, his producer Garth, any one particular denomination or religion, the church lady, Mr. Lemke, Pastor Craig, or anyone else of sound mind and body. Now here is today's The View from a Pew, heard all around the world on YouTube. Just search for The View from a Pew. Good Wednesday afternoon, I'm Mac McCoy on your local radio station, and this is The View from a Pew on YouTube all the time at youtube.com. Search for The View from a Pew and probably on the pod site that you also listen to. Brought to you by the good folks at DivineTruthChristianStore.com. Now remember, anything you need to buy that's Christian, you can get from this site. But here's the neat thing. You can also call them and talk to somebody. I know that's a whole new thing in the 2023s, but it does still exist, and it does exist at DivineTruthChristianStore.com. All right, so today we are in part two of what does the Bible say about the land of Israel? That's right. We uh, just had an introduction on Monday trying to uh, understand better, you know, God's purposes uh, for this land and uh, trying to understand better what happened to the land of Israel. And we started out by saying that when Abraham first came to the land of promise, God promised to him, that there were Canaanites that were living in the area. So this, this goes back to ancient, ancient times. There's, there's Canaanites that already possess the land. Abraham is called out of Ur of the Chaldees, a more civilized area, and he comes here to a, a, an area that is a little, little more dry, a little more difficult uh, as a place to live, and, and he's among these people that already dwell there. So Abraham wanders through that area for a while. Eventually, he finds a place to establish himself, and there are uh, God follows through and keeps his promise. Isaac is born, and then uh, Isaac has Jacob and Esau, and we won't go into all that, that uh, information, but what happens is, is eventually... Israel, the people of Israel, get established. This is after slavery in Egypt, Moses leading them back. They are now living in the land, and actually they are defeating most of the Canaanite tribes that live around there, which includes uh, Phil, uh, the Philistines that live there too. Now, what happens to Israel while they are there? They are not very faithful to God. Although God tells them what his expectations are for them, they fail over and over again, and they turn to other gods, and they worship other gods in in the way that God has told them not to. And so God allows other nations to come in and to defeat them. This is a story all the way through the Old Testament. Assyria is one of those countries. Then Babylon. And what's, what's critical about Babylon, Babylon not only defeats Israel, but then they take all, not all the people, most of the people, they take them back to, to uh, live in Babylon and be slaves. So, so there they are back in, back in Babylon, and the land of Israel's basically left pe- uh, unpeopled, where, there, where there's hardly anyone there. Finally, 
uh, it, it works out that Israel is able to return back to the land again. By the way, I just Googled unpeopled. It didn't come up, so I made that up. <laughs> unpeopled means there are no people that are I there. get what it means. I'm just telling you it's not a real not a word. real word? Okay. Yeah, okay, go ahead. Um, finally, the, the Greeks and the Romans come into the area. They're conquering the world, you know, with Alexander and all the— Caesar's and uh, Israel has a whole different scenario now. They're they're under a world power. They are under a power that's kind of controlling what happens in their country. Okay, one of the things that happens in New Testament times is there is animosity going on between Rome and Israel. Yeah, that was in Jesus's day. In Jesus's day, you can see it. And and one of the reasons Jesus is executed is because it appears like he's against Rome. He's declaring himself a king. Well, you can't do that. Rome is in control. Right. And so there is more and more conflict going on between Rome and between Israel and eventually and Jesus even foretells this in A.D. 70. This is after the cross. This is, this is another 40 years beyond that. Okay. The Romans come in. They invade Jerusalem. They destroy Jerusalem. They destroy the sanctuary. They destroy the city. They, they tear down the walls. It's, it's just, you know, they, they really wipe out uh, the people of Israel. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's some that are left and scattered, and they go to other places, but it is really a very hard blow. And then for those who might know the story of Masada, this is a few years later where there is the, the Jews are trying to still resist the Romans, and there's a, there's a small army that's up there on the, on the uh, plateau of Masada, and uh, unfortunately, eventually, they have to take their own lives because Aww. the Romans are going to get to them. It, it's quite a story, and, and most of you have probably heard this before. Well, what happens after that is, and, and I'll try to go over this quick, there are Christians there for a while that populate the land of Israel, and then there are Muslims that take over. Why is that? Because of the rise of the of the Muslim faith. Muhammad is born uh, in the in the 500 A.D.s or or C.E.s, and uh, Muhammad's his religion spreads, and and it's about uh, the areas of the land of Israel too, from the area of Jerusalem. Muhammad writes that that is where he descend, uh, ascended into heaven. And, and so... From Jerusalem. From Jerusalem, from the, the Temple Mount. Okay. And so this becomes part of the, oh, yeah. the aura of, of what uh, uh, the Muslim faith is about. And so because of that, it becomes very important for Muslims to hold on to it. Christians, at the same time, they're no longer in control of the land of Israel, and they want to fight back. And by the Middle Ages, you start this whole process of crusades. And they are sending armies. The church and the, and the European leaders are sending armies down to the land of Israel, and they are fighting to take control again because they believe all of this is sacred ground, and they want to hold on to it. And so there is... 
you know, constant fighting goes on for years between crusaders and between uh, Muslim forces. Okay, real quick, because I don't want to get you off track, but sacred ground, what makes it sacred ground? Is it because that's where Abraham was, and that's where the Jews were, and then that's where uh, the Christians were, and now the Muslims are there? I mean, is that, so it's sacred land to everybody. But particularly, this was the area where Jesus was. This was the area where Jesus was born. This is the area where Jesus died. But if you're a Muslim, this is also the, the place that their guy was. Where Muhammad was, yeah. right. Sorry, I didn't remember. And so, so they're hanging on, okay. and uh, they're saying all of this is sacred to us, and Christians are saying this is more sacred to us. Yeah. And so you can see the, the, you know, the hatred that goes back and forth on it. Okay, there's... The Mongol Empire, Egyptians, the Ottoman Empire, they're all involved in controlling Israel over a, a, a time period after the Middle Ages. Then after World War One, we're getting a little closer here. After World War One, uh, Israel becomes part of the British Empire. So the British Empire is kind of having their hand and their control there. It's during this time that Jewish people start coming back to the land of Israel again. They, they've been scattered all over the world, and, and some of them become, begin to come back again and to live in the land of Israel again. And then finally in 1948, uh, they become their own country. There's a struggle that takes place. There is some, some bloodshed that takes place. But they become an independent country, and British, uh, the British Empire pulls back. For the first time since A.D., or, I mean, B.C., right? Well, uh, uh, since the time, you know, they were under numerous rulers. Right, but now they're ruling themselves yeah. in 1948. Now they're ruling themselves, and they're an independent country. Okay. It's not the full land that was back during Bible times, but it is a good part of it. Okay. You might remember in the 1960s uh, a movie called Exodus. Yeah, and it was about the story of Israel becoming their own country. Paul Newman? Paul Newman was yeah. in it. Okay. And, and the theme song was great. This land is mine. God gave this land to me. And uh, it was just, it, it caught people's imagination. I, I'm sorry for that singing. I, my <laughs> ear just popped. I know. It just fell off when you heard that. But uh, it gave you a memory of that great uh, theme song that took place. And then in 2005, there was another movie called Munich. And this was a really powerful story about the 1972 Olympic team. Uh, there was a, um, uh, a bomber that uh, wanted to hurt the Jewish Olympic team yep. and set off a bomb in Munich, and 11 people were killed, and uh, the Jewish nation was very grieved and very upset about all this. And uh, eventually leaders uh, from, the, from the country were involved in reprisals against the people who had been involved in this mass, in this bombing that took wow. place. Anyway, that's a that's That a was 1972. Story. Yeah, okay. that, was, that was 1972. But it tells you a little bit about the development of Israel. Israel becomes their own country, their own state, and they're expanding as they continue. And even though Arab countries around them are not happy about it, they continue to grow and become stronger and a more powerful unit. 
Uh, if you go into Jerusalem, the old city today, old city of Jerusalem, yeah. you'll find that it is divided, mm-hmm. and it's divided in four ways. There's the Jewish section, there is the Muslim section, there is the Christian Catholic section, and there is the Christian Orthodox section. And all of them, all of them are involved in in that part of the city. They are able to carry out their own kinds of worship and do their own things. Uh, this just shows you about the complexity. There have been many people that have had a hand on the land of Israel, and they all claim a piece of it, even though Israel is trying to be uh, be their own country today. And and it's interesting to me. I talked to our that um, uh, guide Makul Makul, yeah, and I said, you know, with all the trouble that goes on between Jews and Palestinians and the shootings and bombings and everything, I said, who are the good guys and who are the bad guys? And he said, you know, it's hard to figure out sometimes, but the bad guys are the guys that are killing all the time. We'll continue this conversation tomorrow, same time, same bat station, your local radio station. And also you can pick up all of these shows at YouTube.com. Search for The View from a Pew. Where you'll find more.